Bitter Pill are committed to producing new writing until theatres in the UK reopen. Through the Painkiller Project, we're open for submissions once a month and are producing two plays from each submission window. If you enjoy the play you're about to hear and would like to support the continuation of the project, please consider pledging to our Patreon, allowing you to make a donation that would be repeated each time a new play is released. Alternatively, you can make a one-off donation through paypal.me. Any donation made would mean the absolute world to us. For more information, just follow the links in the description of this podcast. And now the Painkiller Project presents Severance Package. Despite giving her life to an investment bank, financial analyst and modafinil guzzler Olivia May is being made redundant. Furious with the decision, she refuses to leave until she gets what she's owed. Severance Package is an explosive comedy that explores our relationship with wealth, privilege and grapefruit knives. Enjoy. When he laughs, Dara looks like his paunch is trying to wriggle up his belly and out his throat. Jesus. All that cholesterol. Those choking arteries, sick to death of being trapped in the waistline of a balding, silver spoon trader from Maudlin College. I'd claw my way out of that smug whale too. You could hear his laboured breathing from Zurich. (laughs) Fuck that. His clammy palms on my desk, smudging my presentation notes. You can get a world-class, full English education, greasy bacon and all, but they don't teach you how to handle the meat sweats. Um, Olivia? I look up. I disconnect from the rolling numbers. His Rolex is at eye level, so I know I've been bathing in data for five hours straight. Sorry to hear they're letting you go, love. I could punch him through the mouth and at the back of his head. Well... Modafinil's not on my side today. I must be building up a tolerance. This pep pill's supposed to keep you calm, methodical. Fighter pilots use this stuff. But I'm not detached today. Because if I unclogged Daryl's head, I'd be laughing with glee. What's stopping me? We enable much worse here. Daryl started as an equity research intern as well, so he could wipe that smile right off his face. After all that time, he'll just watch on as I'm tossed into the scrap heap. I swallow the bile. I nod. He serves me his most affected, life's hard face. Head cocked to one side, lips pursed. I really valued working with you, Daryl. Let him have the final jab. I'm above it. My decade at this investment bank is coming to an end with a quarter of the trading floor, whilst he waddles back to the International Operations Department. I'll be drained with half the analyst swamp within the week. Look, Liv, I'm really sorry we couldn't cash you out as much as Rufus. I did everything I could. I imagine grabbing him by his lapel, pulling him to the 25th floor window, smashing his head through and watching him plummet. The entire office rises from their desks in unison and applauds me with the rigour and efficiency I.O. Murphy Investments is internationally renowned for. 
When all this is over, I'll take you out somewhere lush. Now that we're not co-workers. He winks. After he lumbers away, I see that my desk for five and a half minutes. On my terminal, a client. Right move PLC sinks 4.5%. Oh. I'll have to put my Zone 1 apartment on the right move website. I'll have to downsize to Zone 3. No, Zone 4. I'll live in a 10th floor toilet bowl with a single mom heroin addict in East Acton. I'll be so poor, I'll have to share cutlery with her and her pit bull. No, no! I wouldn't be that poor. I'd just buy my kitchenware. Second hand. I could do that. I could. I could buy everything in charity shops. British Heart Foundation. Oxfam. Salvation Army. Oh, God, what am I thinking? I couldn't live like that. It's all well and good being blind from birth, but losing your sight at 29, fuck me. I'd be a triple A bond in a degraded marketplace. My gleam would fade. I've earned that gleam. That gleam's been polished with my own sweat and tears, while pretty much everyone else here's grown up with their own personal valet. I'd vanish. Sink into the mire, sink into nothingness. Focus, Olivia, focus. Ugh. Daryl's voice is like a foghorn. Clients can't ignore him. Sheer bullish volume, that's what it is. That's why he's got a space on the lifeboat. And now I'm just staring into a Bloomberg terminal at the opposite desk. The cascade of numbers jumping between the dots of LED, embers falling out of existence, that'll be me soon. And just like that, it hits. I know what I have to do. They want loud. I'll give them loud. Act first, think later, I'll be a Daryl. I've got three modafinils left for the day. I swallow them. I stand up. I walk the rows of computer monitors past the chirping phones. I'm at the elevator. I'm in the elevator, surrounded by chrome. I stare myself down in the reflection. My single-breasted Gucci suit smiles back at me, cheering me on through tailored mohair before I'm spat out in the 28th floor, top. The flooring here is timber. £5,000 per square foot, and each dignified clip-clop for my Christian Louboutins devalues it, cash absorbed as water and soil. I scrape a heel like I'm keying a jag. Somewhere, a Danish architect screams. I open a door. Stride past is the Pell Wood desk, ignoring a young receptionist fused to it, and before she can stop me, I vanished behind her. Excuse me. Ian Oswald Murphy is already a small man, but stood against the London skyline bursting through his panel window. He's positively amoeba-like. His frail silhouette turns away from the sun. Cressida, knock first. You know I'm counting clouds. Wait. Who are you? I tell him that I am Olivia Aubrey. I work in analytics. We met three years ago when I worked on the Dawson account. I have made this company £5,200,354 in the last eight years. I am being made redundant. My severance package is 500000 For my service, I deserve double that. 
If you don't agree, I will take this to an army of employment discrimination lawyers. Ian saunters over to his tiger oak and burl walnut drinks cabinet and pours himself a gin. He cuts a lemon with a vintage grapefruit knife bought for a bid price of £3,200 at Sotheby's auction house. Apparently, it belonged to Benjamin Disraeli. Olivia. Yes, I, I remember you. you. You doubled our profits on the Dawson deal. Have you ever dunked a biscuit into a cup of tea? I tell him, yeah, I have. Well, that's us. I've been dunking this whole thing for 55 years now. We're crumbling. We'll be mug sludge within days. You'll have to make do. I tell him I won't make do. I tell him I'll fucking sue him. You've given your life to this place, haven't you? Not unlike me. I feel I'm part of it now. You know. He sits, deflates. Olivia, do you know how much of this company I'm worth? I tell him he's a 33.3% shareholder. Correct. That's 52 million. How would you like 5% of that? I'm feeling frivolous. I process this. My mouth tells him 2.6 million will do just fine. Now, Olivia, darling, this might be worth a sod all tomorrow, so as soon as I sign, take it straight to your personal bank. I agree. I stare out the window behind him. A vapour trail crisscross of two planes. He signs his name on his left hand. As he picks up the grapefruit knife. I'm thinking about whether they really do have bars on first-class flights, like proper bars, proper sit-down bars. When he saws into his wrist, I'm wondering whether you could live up there. Just, you know, live on the plane. Tendons snap and he whimpers as he hacks through bone, but I don't hear them because I'm soaring through the sky into the stratosphere 40,000 feet in the clouds soon I'll be a dot on the horizon a rich glint in the burning sunshine a shooting star an LED light flickering into existence I transcend Next, please. Yep. Please take a seat. So, Olivia Aubrey. Accident at lunch. Your shirt has... uh, um... The High Street bank clerk's passive smile sends me nosediving back to earth. She points at the red stains on my silk blouse as if she were picking out new curtains. Her nail varnish is chipped. She doesn't know that people like me run her life. She doesn't know who she's talking to. Oh, the blood? 
It's blood. Okay. Do you need any help, I can... I just need you to do your job, love. You can do that, can't you? Yes. Yes. So, Olivia, how much would you like to deposit today? 2.6 million. I pull out Ian's left hand from the bin bag on my lap. I place it on her desk and she only stiffens slightly just for a moment. With surprising reverence, she unfurls his fingers from their pawling fist. Yep, his signature's on the palm. We'll have it weighed by this evening and if everything checks out, you can expect the money in your account within 24 hours. Great. It's still warm. It's sunny out there. Severance Package was written by Freddie Vanderveld and performed by Nicola Coughlin. It was directed by Hannah DeVille with sound design by Pierce Sherwood Roberts. Thank you for listening.